0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morton. This week we're recapping the best finish ever at the NCAA Championships for the women's cross-country team. Plus, the swimming and diving teams swept Wesleyan and Trinity over the weekend, and the women's basketball team continues to thrive at Alumni Gym. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. <laughs> The cross country teams competed at the NCAA Championships in Louisville on Saturday, and the Bates women finished 14th out of 32 schools topping the 15th place 1997 team for the best finish at NCAAs in program history. The Bobcats passed five teams in the scoring over the final two kilometers of the race, surging up from 19th place to grab 14th. First year, Jill Richardson led the way once again for Bates, placing fifty sixth out of 280 runners. And she is our female Bobcat of the week. Well, Jill, I mean, your first year running cross country at Bates... And the team has its best finish ever at Nationals. What does that mean to you? I mean, it must exceed your wildest expectations coming in, huh?
1: Yeah, I just feel really lucky to have been able to be on that team. And we all just were so happy and surprised, honestly. We just tried our best, but, you know, didn't really know what to expect.
0: What was the meet like?
1: Um, It was a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of mud, a lot of rain. (laughs) Um, But we just were there to have a good time and give it our all.
0: So when it's that muddy and that rainy, what's that like as a runner, what adjustments do you have to make?
1: Um, well, we put huge spikes in our shoes and kind of just braced ourselves, knew that it was going to be tough, that we would have to work a little extra hard, but just gave it our best.
0: And then I know that obviously NCAA, there's, a lot of, there's like a banquet the night before and stuff like that. What was the whole experience like kind of making the trip?
1: Yeah, we got there a little bit early and um, explored explored the downtown area and then went to the banquet, which was just really cool to see all the teams that are there and um, just to get ourselves excited.
0: What was Louisville like?
1: It was really nice. We um, went down, downtown and saw some kind of big landmarks of it, so it was really fun.
0: Have you ever been there before or anything? I had
1: not, no. Okay, nice, nice.
0: And so in general, like, I mean, your first year, What were maybe your expectations coming in? Did you have any expectations coming in?
1: I guess I really didn't. I honestly didn't even know, like, kind of what you had to do to get to, you know, states and nationals and all that kind of thing. Um, It's very different. I didn't really know, like, what competition I would have on other teams and, yeah.
0: So you crossed the finish line first for the Bobcats, (laughs) and then Olivia came in right after you, basically. I mean, were you basically running with her the whole time?
1: Um not so much that race but i knew that i kept hearing coach art cheering so i knew that she was really close behind me which was good to know
0: so after you cross the finish line is it recovery mode or you are you trying to watch right away your teammates coming in after you
1: yeah i feel like usually all of us kind of try and stay around and give each other hugs and tell each other good job that kind of thing
0: when did you learn that you'd finished you know the teammates finished so you know strongly in terms of 14th there in the country
1: yeah i think we had all we had all finished and um we were just kind of waiting around And then a couple of the girls came over and told me, and I was with my mom and dad, so (laughs) it was pretty exciting.
0: Oh, excellent. So they got to make the trip? Yes, they did. What was it like having them there?
1: It was a lot of fun. (laughs) They hadn't been able to make it to Oberlin, but uh, I was really happy that they could make it here, so it was fun.
0: The course in general, you mentioned the conditions. Were there any points in the course that were particularly tricky, or was it pretty straightforward besides besides the mud?
1: Um yeah, it was just kind of like a couple of small loops and then a big loop. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't too difficult uh, but yeah, the mud definitely was very tricky. <laughs>
0: yeah so going to track and field season, I mean that's um, a little bit different than cross country. What are your thoughts on you know indoor track and field coming up?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited um, for track just because you know it's very different than cross country and um, we'll have a bunch of new teammates that uh, we can. I can meet and stuff, and um, I'm excited because we have, before in track, I would do a lot of events, but this, I know in college, you kind of focus more on like one sort of for each meet, so that'll be fun.
0: Any event in particular you're looking to focus on, or is that to be determined?
1: Um, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna talk to the coaches. I do love the mile, though. Mm, okay,
0: nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. So in high school, um, you know, you ran for Edward Little. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was track season like there? You mentioned cross country. You're running with the boys' team, basically, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so track was again. I had a lot of different coaches for that. Uh-huh. Um, but actually, for indoor track, we would come to the Bates indoor track to practice a couple times a week. Which is just kind of funny that I'm gonna be at the indoor track again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We definitely had more more kids come out for like outdoor track mm. than indoor, but yeah.
0: And then, um, I mean, track season—they've already started practicing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And have you been able? I because mean, you've been focused on cross country, so have you done any track a- activities at all yet?
1: Or um, we have we have like a team meetings on Monday. That mm-hmm. so I've met some of the track girls. Okay. And then we actually did a couple. Track workouts. We didn't do them like with the rest of the team, but uh, just because it was so cold, so yeah. kind of been yeah. in that environment a little bit.
0: Definitely. And then, um, you know, you mentioned you 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 you're used to training at Bates in that indoor track. Mm-hmm. And um, what is what is that like? You know, going back there. I mean, it's it, it's not it won't, probably won't be that much of an adjustment. Maybe even compared to cross country.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it was kind of nostalgic, honestly. <laughs> I was thinking about all the workouts I'd done in there, but it's definitely, you know, different, being with different team members and different coaches.
0: Well, any your thoughts on the cross-country season and what it and what it means to you to, you know, be part of the team that finished the best ever for the program
1: there? Yeah, I was just, we were all so surprised, so happy, and I think we all just um, felt really lucky to have it be this year. And I think we all kind of, we're hoping something sort of like that because we had all worked really hard and kind of we knew, you know, coach, coaches were telling us, like, you guys can do really well and, yeah, just so, so fun.
0: Joel Richardson, Female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The men's cross-country team finished 32nd at the NCAA championships on Saturday. Junior Tucker Barber led the way for the Bobcats, finishing 135th out of 280 runners. Barber competes for the Bates Nordic skiing team in the winter, and the Bobcats are currently in Canada preparing for the season. And Tucker Barber is our Male Bobcat of the Week. Male Bobcat of the Week. Tucker Barber with us on Google Hangouts, actually, from Canada, talking some men's cross-country, and we'll talk to Norik Skeen skiing also. But first of all, Tucker, second trip to nationals for you. I heard the conditions were pretty tough down there, a lot of mud, a lot of rain. What was it like for you throughout the course?
2: Yeah, so conditions were pretty wild. Um, Probably the muddiest race I've ever been in, Um, comparable to NESCACs of last year. Um, I... I really liked, enjoyed the conditions. Um, you know, the, I think they're true cross-country conditions. And uh, it was, you know, a wild race. You had to stay on your toes. But I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: And you're one of our student-athletes who is doing cross-country and Nordic skiing uh, while you're here at Bates. What has that experience been like? You're up in Canada right now preparing for the Nordic ski season. No time off between cross-country nationals and Nordic skiing, huh?
2: We're right into it. We're skiing, and it's it's fantastic. It is kind of a lot, but it's... Fantastic! I mean, it's great to be right back into skiing. Um, I think that was a there's a good way to end the the running season uh, by going to nationals um, with the team, and uh, the ball keeps on rolling. Yeah,
0: certainly. Well, when you were looking for colleges, you're from Maine. You're from right up the road there. Um, what was what made Bates the place for you, in your opinion?
2: Uh, well, there were a lot of factors going on. Um, one of them was looking at schools that had skiing, uh, so obviously Bates is uh, up to, up at the top of the list for that. Um, but it, just a lot of factors. Um, it, there were a lot of people I knew, and I heard a bunch of things. Just you know, coming to Bates, talking to the coaches, uh, um, and just talking to the teams and seeing what it's had. And at the end of the day, that's what it came down to.
0: Obviously, were you pretty familiar with the college growing up and whatnot? You know, being so close.
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I knew of, it. I knew of it certainly. Um, and I had driven through Lewiston all the time, um, being from near Farmington and, uh, yeah, I was very aware of Bates and, uh, it, once I got into, uh, you know, kind of the deciding process in high school, uh, it definitely was a contender.
0: And tell me a little bit about when you started running cross country and when you started doing Nordic skiing, uh, growing up. How did each of those um, develop for you in terms of um, when you started, you know, doing them, and when you decided you wanted to do it in college, also.
2: Ever since um, sophomore year of high school, really, um, I started running. Then I really grew accustomed to the uh, kind of the cycle of, you know. Training in the summer for both, and then uh, getting into uh, running uh, the fall running, and then switching right into Nordic. I really enjoy it. I think it's a they're great comp each other, and there's aspects of both that I really enjoy.
0: So, did you start skiing before you started running, or how did that go?
2: Um, so, I've kind of consistently been skiing since middle school um, for a team. Uh, running has been a little bit more on and off for a team. I've always run, um, but I really settled on running for a team. Um, competitively in sophomore year of high school, and ever since that's been has been what I've done.
0: So you're up in Canada right now. Tell us what the North Skiing Team what what's going on up there. What are you guys doing to prepare for the season right now?
2: Uh, this is really our first uh, like on snow. Uh, hurrah! <laughs> um, it, we come up here and the conditions are really good, and we really get to you know jump dive right into skiing um, and kind of hone in. Um, like our on-snow technique um, after a bunch of dry land training, and it's a, it's a great time just to be with the team for a week and to kind of relax and study and uh, just spend time skiing.
0: You get to work with two of our more experienced head coaches, right? Al Farashidian and Becky Woods have both been here for quite some time as, as head coaches. Becky obviously went to Bates as well. What are those two coaches like to work with?
2: Uh, fantastic. I mean, they're like First of all, they're very understanding about both uh, me doing both Nordic and um, cross-country, and beyond that, they're both very experienced and they know exactly what they're doing. So it really helps to have coaches that are very understanding and very knowledgeable. It makes for a really great experience, yeah.
0: Excellent. What are your thoughts on the cross-country season and what you're most looking forward to in terms of goals for the Nordic season coming up here?
2: Well, the cross-country season, we, we came off to a really, really good start. We have a lot of Really good guys who are able to make a huge difference on the team on any given day, Um, and what I think what we ended up learning at nationals is that we really need to um, come together and work on our end game because we had a lot of uh, the word potential, um, and we didn't quite get where we wanted to be at nationals we made it to nationals which is a fantastic feat and we're super glad about that um but i think what we learned for next year is we've got to be ready to execute um because the teams out there are really tough and we got to we got to get on that level and be ready to fight for it and for nordic i think we've got a very similar thing we've got a very young team we've got a bunch of great freshmen and it should be a really fun year
0: the basketball teams got the week off to a strong start on Wednesday with a pair of victories over Husson at Alumni Gym. The women defeated the Eagles 59-51, and the men won 84-70. Here's a pair of highlights from the afternoon, plus a couple post-game interviews with sophomore Megan Graff and senior Jeff Spellman. Got a letter in the corner, Dahlia. Dahlia drives past the Graff, top of the key, three, Graff down it again. Team got 14 in the Bobcats lead, 52-46 with 2.48 to
3: go. I definitely wouldn't have gotten open if it wasn't for my team just like setting plays up. I mean, I think like they're definitely focusing on me defensively and me
4: just standing in one spot getting open like isn't going to do it. I need my team to do that for me and they did it, it was
0: great. Spellman with five, Spellman stepped back with three, and he drains the triple. 82-68, 82-68, Bobcats, 49 seconds to go!
5: You know, we don't have anyone
6: come late to a lift for like three months, this is the result. Right. And people don't want to hear that, they don't believe it, but
5: then the, the, the results speak for themselves. And uh, this team just worked so hard, we had a, a great uh, few weeks of practice. I'm just so happy we're able to get this win tonight.
0: On Sunday, the men's basketball team fell to Babson, but the women won again, defeating Thomas College 64-30. It's the fewest points Bates has allowed to an NCAA Division III opponent since 2006. Sophomore Ariana Dahlia had a big week for Bates, including 13 points on five of nine shooting against the Terriers. She has also been a defensive force, ranking second on the team in steals and first in blocked shots through four games. And this week, Ariana Dahlia joins the Bobcast. And Ariana, before we talk about this season, tell me a little bit about your background from New Jersey. How did you end up coming to Bates to go to college and play basketball?
3: Yeah. So, um, Coach came to one of my tournaments, um, during the AAU season, and she actually drove all the way to New Jersey to watch me play in Patterson, and she um got me up here for my overnight and a visit. And I just like loved the campus when I came here. And then like me and the team and like Coach was very like genuine in the recruiting process and like very honest with me. I just like loved the overall vibe
2: here.
0: Do you have any familiarity with the bait to the NESCAC growing up or anything? Or?
3: No, I actually did not know what the NESCAC was, um, which is very rare here. Um, but she kind of introduced me. I had heard of like Tufts and a few other schools. Um, and then when I saw like how like it was such a high academic area here, I was like even more interested.
0: Well tell me about your visit debates and what your impressions were.
3: One of the girls on the team took me to class with her, so I kind of got to see the class size. And then I also played pickup with the team, which was really cool because I could see like their style of play. Um, and then I got to talk with coach, and she took me to a mission, so I got like I got to meet Jason, also the athletic director. And I just kind of fell in love with the campus, and like they took me to commons and showed me on campus, and I really liked it.
0: So growing up, when did you start playing basketball? When did you really get into it, and when did you decide you kind of wanted to play in college?
3: I started, and I'd say like second grade. Um, I didn't know I really wanted to play in college until my sophomore year of high school. Where I'm from, it's a really high competitive um, basketball like area. Like everyone goes D1. My whole basketball team went D1. So I wasn't really sure I wanted to play until my sophomore year. And then when I got into the recruiting process, it was pretty stressful. But once I talked to Coach Montgomery, I was like, wow. Like she kind of made everything like way easier for me and made Bates like an easy pick.
0: Interesting. So everyone you're playing with and against basically goes D1 from where you're from. Oh yeah. So what was that? What was that competitive atmosphere? You're like in high school
3: oh, I mean I was playing against like girls one team that went to Columbia Mama St. Joe's um one girl went to Virginia Tech it's just like you know I really focused on defense I knew I had better offensive players so defense was kind of my main role and then coach Montgomery was like when you come to base I want you to be a threat on offense and like we really worked on it she's like I want you taking it to the rim like you're such a strong player you have a good shot like we want you shooting the ball so that's kind of how she like Turned my style into play into more of an offensive play.
0: Adjustments last year, what did you have to make from high school to college?
3: Just going on with the pace, I mean, college is obviously such a faster pace. We had to work on my travels and like my jab step and a faster release for the shots because the girls are coming at me way faster now in college than they were in high school. And just making stronger moves going to the rim. Last year, I'd say she used me in the post a little bit more than this year so far. So last year, we were working on more post moves. And this year, I'm more taking off the dribble for pull-ups or
1: whatnot.
0: Yeah, so I guess in high school, you weren't the focus of the you other know, team's defense. of at, at all.
3: <laughs> not <laughs> not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say she kind of wanted me to play a bigger role um, here on the team on offense. And she was seeing me play while she was recruiting me.
0: Gotcha. Excellent. So the season so far, you touched on a little bit about it, but uh, uh, this last game against Thomas College, great defense from the team. What was that like to get, you know, 18 steals and, you know, holding only 30 points?
3: I mean, our team's energy was just like through the roof. You know, we were doubling, we were getting steals. Um, everybody was playing. It was just such a great atmosphere. We are working on doubling the post a little bit, so that's something we've been like kind of progressing towards. So we didn't we did some of that um, yesterday, but a lot of it was kind of help from the weak side and like kind of chipping in, but making sure you're back to recover the girl in the opposite wing.
0: You touched on last year having to be in the post a lot. Well, this year you had a couple six footers as first years. How nice is that to have them on the team?
3: Oh, it's awesome. Our freshmen are doing really, really good. You know, Bree and Jenna are really stepping it up. Um, and Bree and Jenna they can both also shoot the three, so we have like a very like spread out like big position.
0: Obviously, the NESCAC is very strong in women's basketball like it is in most sports. What did you learn from your experience last year when we, get, when we do get to conference play you're going to apply to this season, you think?
3: I would say something that we're trying to work on for this season is just pushing it out in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Last year we had like, really good first halves, and it was kind of the third quarter that we'd have like a scoring drought. So this year we're trying to push red versus, you know, If they're switching screens, what do we do? If we're doubling the post, like, what do we do? Um, and kind of just like, focusing on how we react to how like, they're playing us.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then academically, what are you studying here at Bates, or have you decided yet?
3: Um, I actually declared I'm going to be a psychology major. Um, Minors still, depending, but yeah, psychology. And why that? I really like the disorders, and take, I'm taking that normal uh, psychology class, so it covers, like, schizophrenia, mm. um, like, a bunch of those disorders. I find it really interesting with the causes and how it happens.
0: Do you have any goals in your mind for the team this season, for yourself, perhaps?
3: We just want to make it to playoffs. Yeah. We want to win, win, win. Um, we're really just focused on getting to February 22nd. We have it up in our locker room um, and just kind of like showing our values, like relentlessness, having fire, having like energy on defense. We really like focus on communicating and yeah, we just want to win. All right, sounds good.
0: Ariana Dahlia, thanks so much.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: The swimming and diving teams got off to a fast start over the weekend with the women and men sweeping NESCAC foes Wesleyan on Saturday and Trinity on Sunday in the first two meets of the season. First year, Abigail Gibbons made an immediate impact for the women, winning the 100 yard breaststroke on Saturday and the 50 yard freestyle. 100 breaststroke, and 100 IM on Sunday. Plus, she helped the Bobcats win the 200-yard freestyle relay on Saturday and the 200-yard medley relay on back-to-back days. Happy to be joined on the phone by Abigail Gibbons, first year on the women's swimming and diving team. And, Abigail, your first two meets of your collegiate career over the weekend, both victories for the Bobcats. You won a number of races yourself. How'd it go? What were your initial impressions of, you know, college swimming?
4: Well, it was really... I was really anxious the whole time just 'cause it's my first meet in college. It was my first meet um, not being with my old team, my old coach. And so it was, I was really excited and really pumped to be with the whole new team. Um I've never really had a team that really pushed hard like worked hard and like, pushed each other and cheered for each other. So it was really exciting to be on deck and just watch everybody cheer for each other and see everyone cheering for me at the end. It was it's just great. And it was, it was a fun time. It was, it was fun because I was with my friends and I was with my teammates and I loved every second of it.
0: Yeah. Part of the fun I feel like in swimming is, um, you, when you're not racing, you get to be right there next to the water cheering on your teammates. Uh, and you just said that's kind of a new dynamic for you a little bit. It seems like.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so, it's so crazy just to watch people like want people to want everyone to do better and not be so competitive and just want everyone to win. And that's what we all wanted to do. We wanted to win. So we all cheer, we were all cheering for each other and hoping everyone would do their best. And it was just great to see.
0: As a first year, you're from New York, um, New York State, from West Town. Tell me a little bit about growing up, when you started swimming in terms of, like, competitively, and then when you decided you wanted to do it in college, and then what made Bates, Bates the place for you?
4: Well, I started swimming when I was, like, Four, I want to say competitively when I was five mm. and that was just because I was um, horseback riding and I was playing I was doing gymnastics and my mom did not want me doing either because they were so risky but uh-huh. she put me into swimming and I absolutely loved it I was with my older sister so we would go to practice all the time together and it was it was interesting in the beginning um, when I was younger I would always have like such a big team and we all cheered for each other but then As I got older, the team kind of – people graduated and left. And so it was, like, a lot smaller and not as many people trying, actually. It was more, like, people just wanting to swim just to make friends. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it was fun. Like, I had my friends there, but it wasn't like people didn't really enjoy it as much and they didn't want to be there as much as I wanted to be there. And so I kind of always knew that I was going to swim in college. And for me, what made Bates the place for me was when I was looking – I when I met with the coach and I came from my recruiting trip. I just saw like the, the family bond there in the team, and I just saw how everyone wanted everyone to do better, and I saw everyone pushing each other, and it was just it was such a great feeling that I've never had, and it's kind of, that's kind of how I knew it was really the family feeling that I got there. I felt like I was at home. I felt like I could see myself being best friends with some of these people forever that's one of how i knew
0: oh excellent and then you, you touched on that i mean it's a it's a big roster right you have the women's team there's uh plenty of women on the women's team and lots of men on the men's team and the dual meets everyone's there at the same time how long does it take you the first year to learn everyone's names i mean i feel like it'd be a little overwhelming <laughs> at first <laughs>
4: it was it was actually really hard i struggled with everyone for some reason everyone else was so easy learning each other's names <laughs> and i knew all the freshmen just fine because i was with them constantly, but. It took me so long to get, especially the guys, the older, the senior and the junior guys' names. It took me so long to figure out. Someone would be like, oh, Andrew. And I'd be, i was like, who is Andrew? I just, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, I, I, since when we started really practicing together and working out together, that's when I got to know people. And that's, it's really worked out a lot.
0: Excellent. And so, um, what, what was your preparation for this first meet? I mean, at the college level, what were people telling you about what it would take, you know, su- to succeed in the meet and what were you doing to get ready for it?
4: Uh well, I was just doing our practices and I've, I was really anxious. As I said before, just because I haven't swam with this team before, I didn't know mm-hmm. how it was going to do. I haven't raced like at a meet since like May. So it has been a while. And so, I just get – I'm a very nervous person, but, like, having the team behind me and just telling me that, like, you've done the work and now you just have to trust yourself and just swim. And it was, it was like, it was fun. It was it, – I was anxious, but it was fun at the same time just because I was at the swim meet and they were all there. And I was talking to my older sister because she also swims college uh, swimming. And she's just like, you just need to – like. Uh, dual meets are the best time so you just need to have fun with it you can't be anxious about it if you don't do what you need to do that's okay you've done your work for now just trust yourself and you can always keep trying harder if you don't go what you want to go so it's kind of what i kept in my mind
0: your major is biochemistry you've decided that already it looks like um what, what when did you decide you wanted to do that in terms of studying in college
4: i've always wanted to be doctor since i was like eight years old i told myself okay. i wanted to be a doctor Mm -hmm. And my aunt's a doctor, and so I would always, like, talk to her, and she actually invited me to go to this Doctors Without Borders thing that I hopefully am going to in the next few years. But um, I just – I don't know. I've always wanted to help people, and coming from – like, seeing my aunt, and, like, I would talk to her about it. It was just crazy. And I was talking to my anatomy teacher last year, and I was like, oh, I think I'll just do bio. And she's like, well, you have to take chemistry classes anyways. So you might as well just do biochem, you get some more in, and that way it just looks better for colleges. And I just, like, I, I love learning about the human body and how everything works together. So it was kind of, it's like an easy, kind of an easy measure for me just because I I'm so interested in it that it's not like a lot of hard work. It's more just like fun doing the work.
0: Nice, and that kind of connects to swimming, right? I mean, because swimming, you've got to know what your body's doing at all times there in the water, right, I imagine?
4: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's the same thing, hard work, a lot of hard work, but it's, I have fun doing it, so it makes it ten times easier to go through the practices.
0: Excellent. What are your thoughts on, you know, the season as we get going here? Obviously, I, I'm sure you've heard about the train trip, the team goes on to Florida and whatnot, but what are you most looking forward to for the rest of the year?
4: Um, I'm really looking forward to just traveling with the team like especially for the training trip it's going to be a lot of a lot of swimming but it'll be a lot of fun because i'll be with my teammates and i'll be with my best friends so that'll make it a lot easier because when you're with people to push push each other it's so much easier than being by yourself so i'm excited for that and then also i'm excited for the end of the year hopefully i'll go to CACs and hopefully we'll get third in or even better this year
0: Sounds good. Abigail Gibbons, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Appreciate it.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
0: On the men's side, sophomore Peter Corey had a big meet on Saturday, winning the 200 and 100-yard freestyle races and helping Bates score in a pair of relays. He followed that up with a second-place finish in the 100-yard butterfly and the 500-yard freestyle on Sunday. Talking some men swimming on the Bobcats with Peter Corey, and Peter, nice uh, opening two days for you um, there in Tarbell Pool. What's it like having those home meets at Tarbell back-to-back there, Wesley, and Trinity to start the year?
6: Thanks, Aaron. It's very exciting, actually, because uh, last year we didn't have very much home meets, and then we started off with these two home meets, and what do you know, we won them both. Yep. So that's really exciting. Uh, I got to see a lot of the uh, new freshmen swim, see how they're doing, and of course, you know, I got to swim too. I Got a lot of victories there, which I really enjoyed. Um, we overall did a really good job. It was nice to see us get, like, I think in one of the relays, we placed first, uh, first, second, and third. So mm-hmm. that was a great thing to see both days, actually. So, yeah, really fun time. And, you know, I just love to see the, the team do well.
0: It's yeah. interesting, the, the meet, I was there for um, part of it there on uh, Sunday, and it kind of, the, the events sort of fly by a little bit, right? It's one event after another. Yeah. I mean, there's not much time to think about anything, huh?
6: Yeah. For Sunday, it was more of a uh, sprint event day. Yeah. So we were doing a lot of 50s, 100s. And there was a 500, which mm-hmm. I was in. And I really, like, you know, felt the pressure that. Because right after doing my 500 freestyle, like 10 minutes later, I had to do 100 IM, So I was... Uh, I was in a lot of pain, but you know, all the better. It gets you prepared for uh, NESCACs, for WPI, and also for like the Bowdoin-Colby dual meets, which are super important for us.
0: What are some of the events you touched on, the 500 there? What are some of the events you're really focused on this year, you mm. think?
6: All right. My best events and the ones I'm focused on this year the most would probably be the 200 individual medley, mm-hmm. the 200 freestyle, and the 100 freestyle. I didn't get us on the 200 IM this weekend, but I did get to do the 200 free and the 100 free on Saturday against Wesleyan, which turned out to be really good and now I'm just getting really psyched up for the 200 I am.
0: Nice, so when you have back-to-back meets like that, Saturday and Sunday, what are you doing to kind of cool down or like prepare between the meets, you know, that that night you have, I guess?
6: Before the meets, I'm a big like, uh, I eat a lot of carbs, get that going night before and the morning of, and once I get to the pool, I like to stretch a lot, a lot of muscle here, so I I really gotta limber up and get ready so I can actually use them. So I'm a big stretching guy, I also like to swim a lot during a warm-up time, you know, get like a thousand yards straight in there. So I actually like feel my muscles like uh, warmed up. And then after the meets, it's like almost the same thing. I like to eat a lot after. I like to cool down a lot too, really rest up. And then, of course, just go to bed early. And yeah, that's what I do on Saturday. And I just uh, rinse and repeat for Sunday.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny. We have Thanksgiving this weekend. Yes. Then you have the main <laughs> state meet a week from then. So, I mean, does any coach tell you about any sort of dietary requirements or you' um, on your own?
6: Well, he can't tell me nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to dig into a turkey. Like, I'm doing a massive carbo load a week beforehand. Yeah. I'm going to be amped up. Might be a little heavier, but <laughs> all the power to me. <laughs> Watch me, coach.
0: <laughs> you mentioned you liked watching the first year's swim. What do you tell them about, you know, you're a sophomore what were some adjustments you maybe remember from when you started college swimming compared to high school
6: I remember you just got to trust the process right a lot of the freshmen get stressed out about if they're going to be in the events they want to be in or are they going to be as good as they thought they were at the end of the season you know like it's it's too early to stress out about that right so I just tell them you know go in there do everything you can try to impress the coach all that you know just trust that you will be where you want to be in a couple months from now at NESCAX and yeah, there's no point in stressing out about a little dual meet or anything, right? <laughs> just go up there, do your best, and have fun.
0: Right, because it's interesting because, like, you want to win the dual meet, obviously, but it's It's all about building up to Nescax and Nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so this ah, this past weekend, there's a bunch. We have
6: so many good freshmen. It was yeah. really great to see uh, Kona Lindsey swim. He's a freshman breaststroker. We have Nathan Barry, mm-hmm. really good sprint freestyler. John Marcolina, same thing. And, of course, Nathan Summer, he's a breaststroker as well. It's just great to see that crew. Doing well in their events, and you know, I'm just getting so excited to see them swim at NESCACs and potentially nationals from them.
0: Excellent. So, growing up, um, when did you start swimming and when you decided you want to do it in college?
6: Yeah, I've been a lifelong swimmer. I tried to do tennis, but that didn't work out. Same with some gymnastics, but then I got much taller, so that didn't work out. Um, So, I've been swimming competitively since I was uh, eight. And ever since then, I haven't really done anything else other than swimming. I swam a lot in high school, and I just swim a club team back home whenever I can. And that's what I did for like 12 years as well. And then I remember I wanted to swim in college when uh, in my junior year I had a really great season, pretty pretty breakthrough, and I was actually capable of like going to Division three college. So that's when I started talking to a lot of college coaches. And I remember for Bates, I didn't ever come to my recruit trip until – April of my senior year so I was almost done with that and then I came onto my recruit trip here and I realized what a great program we have here and like what a great coaches we have like Peter Casares, uh, Vanessa Williamson and Bill the assistant coach and I really love them all they're really great at what they do the team atmosphere is so great so that's why I decided to come here.
0: Oh, certainly. So the coaches really were a big appeal there, obviously. Huge. And um, the other coach, the diving coach, Mike Bartley, he likes to whistle the whole time. It seems mm-hmm. like during the meet. What's that like to hear that? All the
6: time? <laughs> Mike is the best cheerer ever. <laughs> I love him, and I really appreciate when he gets us all psyched up for that. And I love to hear him whistle. He's always uh, encouraging us, and I really like
0: it. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have any goals in your mind for this season? What, would, in your opinion, would make it a successful year for you?
6: So last year I had a really great season. I I made the A finals in the, at Nescax for sort the of mm-hmm. 200 individual medley. I got the team record in that. And now this year, it's more about I really want to go to nationals. Mm-hmm. So I've got three events I could potentially do that in: 100 freestyle, 200 freestyle, and the 200 IM. And that's that's all I'm interested in. Like I'm trying to get other guys like psyched up for that. And I really hope we can send either a bunch of dudes for individuals, or even a medley uh, a medley relay, or an 800 freestyle relay, or a 400 freestyle. We've got a lot of potential for that, so I'm just getting really amped up. That's that's
0: the end goal. Yeah, Sounds good. Peter Corey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We put a bow on the fall sports season this week by chatting with men's soccer head coach Tyler Shake. The Bobcats had a strong season despite numerous injuries, finishing fifth in the conference with a 5-4-1 record in NESCAC action. Bates posted an overall mark of 9-6-1, falling in the NESCAC quarterfinals to Williams.
5: We've had a couple of weeks now to to sort of let it sink in, and the season did did die on that field over at Williams a couple weeks ago. But um, I think immediate reaction was pride, weeks after the fact pride, because you, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, not just Pater after four games, losing the best player on our team, I think would have been one of the top two or three players in conference, uh, but also uh, Tony Heredia, who with this many first years, him being out the entire season, a knee injury was just – that's a huge personality to lose in the locker room, um, but then we had guys step up. A guy like Owen Kelleher who came in uh, transfer sophomore, um, you know, he was he he felt towards the end of the season as well. Um, heading into the last game of that Williams game, our entire left side defense, left sided center back and and left back James Peter, top player, and and Liam Goldfarb were out. So heading into that game, we were bu- busted up, but I think uh, ultimately if other teams lost the same they would have they would have probably hit, hit the end of the road as well. So 360 Monday morning quarterback incredible pride for for the first years coming along the seniors that were able to play, bringing them along uh, as real bobcat fashion, a lot of grit this season.
0: Any matches that the team won this year that really would stand out to you in particular?
5: I think the ones that the, the guys will point to this season will definitely be uh, Bowdoin at home under the lights real fun atmosphere. I know a lot of our guys took in the first Bobcat basketball games uh, this past weekend, and um, those were a lot of fun. So I think just, you know, students supporting students, uh, that Bowden home game where we, we fought back, got a deserved tie, was, was massive. Beating the 15th ranked team, Middlebury, um, mm-hmm. at home was huge during uh, back debates and picking up picking up six points that weekend. So, a lot of tough contests. We welcomed two number one ranked teams uh, to, to Lewiston this I year, know. which was fun, and we battled both, one in double overtime, and the other one um, fell 2-1 to one, but gave them everything that they could they could handle. So we're right there, um, and I think the future is really bright for this team.
0: Yeah, you touched on that Bowdoin match. I mean, Jacoby Iwowo scored the goal in that one, one of your 17 first years. What was that like as a coach to have that many um, people getting adjusted to
5: college soccer? <laughs> Yeah, we were not just college soccer, Bates College as a whole, and Bates, Bates is its its own entity. It's it's You've got to be special to be here, and it's a special place when you are here. But there's a lot to learn. So, again, pointing to the seniors and juniors and the way that they were able to bring along. Blaise Marceau, who ended up being the de facto captain's captain as a junior, um, really held this team together, and, and, and all the seniors rallied around. But I was remarking to you before the this interview, I, I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father like a lot of our, our fantastic male coaches here and those those coaches on the women's side as well that are mothers. and I don't know how they all do it, but I was juggling juggling a lot, just trying to be a, a dad to, to my daughter and and these guys sort of took care of themselves. So I have a lot of, again, go back to that word pride in coaching them. Um, but also a huge thank you. I think uh, you know whenever they had an issue, they sort of internally dealt with it. Uh, but 17, I know, I know we won't have as many next year. And then the year after that, we'll go back to normal numbers, but I think it's the beginning beginning of something special.
0: We've talked about how, you know, there was a new grasses here at Russell street field. And you mentioned the fan support. It seems like there's a lot of momentum behind the men's soccer program right now. Do you sense that also?
5: So, yes. Yes, we do. And, and, and it starts internally again, uh, it starts with the players, but the faith that I think, uh, you know, uh, Jason and Celine and, uh, Clayton on down essentially admissions it's, it's, it's a conscious effort saying we want to be good at the sport and I think they want to be good at all sports here and we've seen it in my 15-16 months at Bates facilities have gone up alumni engagement has gone up um, Our play, I, one of the exit interview questions I've had for our seniors um, was how they sort of saw their four year arc and they felt over their four years that they're incredibly supported Um, So something's a brewing for sure. Um, You know, maybe a proverbial glass ceiling we're hitting right now, just as this being one of the better years or equaling one of the better years in recent memory. we got to push through, sustain, and certainly push through, and that's going to take a a strong effort from everyone top down. Um, But it's going to be a fun fight. Yeah,
0: you mentioned exit interviews with seniors. Obviously, you talk with all the guys who are coming back next year also. What are some takeaways from those meetings you have?
5: Yeah, I, I I, like I said, as a coach, I can look back at and say maybe the end of the line, maybe one too many injuries to overcome, but um, guys are ticked off that they're not playing right now. They saw the last year the NESCAC had six teams in. This year, the committee saw fit to put only four in, hmm. um, and we finished fifth in conference, uh, and they took the sixth place team oh. over us. So Guys, they saw that all the NESCAC teams won the first round. They're still two alive hmm. in the final four. It's the best conference in the country. We know what's in front of us, but with all the minutes that uh, first years and sophomores picked up this season, I think they have faith in themselves. They know that we don't start at mid base lodge. We go back to the bottom of the mountain, and it's not, oh, how do we pick off from five wins? It's, we got to start with win number one next season. Yeah.
0: I thought David Goodstein did a really good job this year in goal as a junior. He's a junior, but he hadn't really played that much previously and stepped in. There was, almost, there was no drop off, it seemed like.
5: No, so David had to pick up for a three-year startie, Robbie uh, who who's studying and playing uh, at a really high clip over in Scotland right now at St. Andrews. And um, yeah, David came on. He, he being behind Robbie, I'm sure no one likes to, to sit on the bench. So he he fought tooth and nail and, and beat out a fantastic senior whose personality we're going to miss, uh, Owen Lindenfelder. And then first year, Ryan Manning is, is going to be a sophomore next season, and he's not going to go easy on, on David now. But that goalkeeper position, you alluded to it, some massive saves, PK saves. Um, you know, when we had a lot of those big NESCAC wins, they were shutouts. Mm-hmm. So um, Goodstein as a, another junior captain helping Blaze out um, was, was massive for us this season.
0: Any other big takeaways that you saw from this year and what you're looking for next year to break through that uh, glass ceiling you touched on?
5: Yeah, I, again, I think youth, I, I, there's not a manager in the world. There is a, a famous manager in world soccer, Jose Mourinho, who just took over for Tottenham, um, and he was the manager at Manchester United, so we're talking some of the, the yeah. top five clubs in the world. And he spoke to, uh, there's not a manager in the world who doesn't like youth, and he talked to the academy set up, and we're bringing in new bodies. And, and the returning players know we're we're hitting the recruiting trail hard uh, around the country we got some fantastic 2020s that we're bringing in and some others that will be applying to Bates. And uh, the wheel moves, so to speak. So no real definitive person that will shout out other than it's going to take a village to, to sort of uh, raise this thing. And I think we're going we're gonna to raise a winner pretty soon.
0: Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap a trio of basketball games taking place over the next week, including a pair Tuesday night at Southern Maine and one more on Monday with the men traveling to Johnson and Wales. Plus, we'll catch up with this year's swimming captains in advance of the Maine State meet. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. All right.